0: could wind up yeah, getting know. sued or no, something. No, so I would be very careful. Yeah. Let's get lost in a better place. Pick up the boat, travel through time
1: and space. So much to learn, so much to see. A chance to escape.
0: your mind in your heart, gain new knowledge, get a fresh
1: new start, and Jane Nessler will bring
2: you
3: there.
0: This is MJ Network,
1: in memory of my sister, Marcia Joyce, and it's going to be so cool. We've got Dick Belsky, Vincent Zandry, and Charles Solzak, Hello. and they're going to talk about... Hi!
2: Hi!
1: hi. I hope it's nice where you are. It's beautiful. It's. Nice. I don't even need a jacket. It's 50 degrees. It's beautiful outside, finally. Yep, but this, gonna yes, be so cool. this is going to be fun, I hope. <laughs> this, this is like the hardest thing for me. Where, where do you write and how do you write? When I write a book review, okay, I've never revealed this before. I don't write it. I have it in my head. And I've got the whole thing from beginning to end in my head, and then I type it on my phone because my computer has a habit of making it disappear. No, I'm serious. No, it's the truth. <laughs> and yesterday my phone almost disappeared during this, the the interview. My phone decided it was going to drop on the floor and get stuck. So where do you write? How do you decide? Do you write on paper? Do you type? Do you record? Do you play back? How do you decide to play? Or do you write in the library? How do you decide where you're going to write or how you start to write?
0: Well, I'll just say, I'll give you a one-word answer for me. uh, Uh Based (laughs) on what I know from Vincent, I might apply to him too, but my one-word answer is anywhere uh i i I think you know to me writing uh all all those things you said uh libraries i 've written uh I write at the beach i 've written on subways i 've written in crowded bars i write in coffee houses uh the only place I really have trouble writing is uh in my own home you know because there 's too many distractions so i uh mm. but I just really pride myself on being able to write uh, anywhere and pretty much wherever I am. Dick, that's got to come
3: from your uh, journalism background.
0: It is. It is. You know, and I've I've thought about that, and uh, and I've talked about it a little bit. And, you know, I spent most of my life, and for people that don't know, I spent most of my life working as a journalist at the New York Post, New York Daily News, NBC News. And so I've worked in newsrooms. And in newsrooms, you've got, you know, 50, 100 people around you, people screaming, yelling, yep. uh throwing phones, all that kind of stuff. And you, you yep. write, and you write. And there's two things I learned. Number one, I learned how to write on a deadline, which is important. You know, <laughs> as, You know, with people right. in, in, in our business, what we're doing now, people are like, you know, can you have this? And I'll be like, sure, it's the deadline. You do it. But the other thing is the noise. So I like the uh, chaos. For me, the uh, toughest place to write is in total um, total silence. Uh, I like the, the feel of uh, – Energy around me. I like the people talking. It, it, uh, to me, that's it it, it. it inspires me to to write. Now I know that's not true of everybody. Yeah, I
3: was just gonna say I, I'll go with Dick. I'll go with Dick on that one. I had uh, I th- I put up a Facebook post last last month. I was in Turkey for three weeks and doing like 500 miles a day. And and I just got this new gig with Strategy Magazine, and they wanted two thousand word pieces. Like within a two-week period, and, and one of them was interviewing the uh, the head of the Space Force, right? So like these mm. aren't like small articles, and I'm I'm banging these out on a laptop in a van crossing crossing from one side of Turkey to another. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was like I can't. And, and she, the editor-in-chief came back and said like, "Wow, you you you've nailed these!" Like, and I was like, "I don't know how I did, but I did."
2: Uh, I guess I'm the outlier here. The only place I can write is at my desk, at my computer. And uh which means that probably ninety eight percent of the time I'm not writing. Uh, unlike unlike Vince who can, you know, I mean, he's so prolific, I, I would have been surprised I wouldn't be surprised to hear that he that he actually writes in his sleep as well.
0: But <laughs> no, I do. I do actually. Yeah. In, my in my head, head anyway.
2: Yeah, and I can only write in total silence because uh, anything—I'm so easily distractible—that if there were music playing or, um, you know, like uh, like Dick in in a newsroom, uh, I I would be um, watching everyone and uh, listening to conversations. So, so for me, it's it's the total opposite from these guys. And I did—I was a magazine journalist too, but I never because I was a freelancer, I never really had an office to go to. Um,
1: Right so, yeah. there you go. We, I you just know, hope so, uh, that the, the, so the doesn't one doesn't delete the, in the five minutes. I, it says one hour and 24. I just hope I don't – I don't know. For some stupid reason, my, my, my computer did it again. So it says 24 minutes and whatever, but it says one hour. I just hope I didn't mess up. So
0: I will tell you where I write. So I, 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 I just to follow-up on Charles. So the one exception that I would make and mm-hmm. uh, in terms mm-hmm. of the noise and the quiet – um, mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons, unlike Charles, I can't write at home. Is it, mm-hmm. I, I I can write in quiet if it's like if I know that I'm in a situation where I'm dedicated to writing. So for a number of years. Uh, i 've been a member of the writers uh, writers' room down in here in downtown new york and that 's an area which you know is exactly what you would think it is it 's uh it 's like i think there 's about two hundred people even though most of them aren 't there all the time and it 's a huge thing and you basically go and you and you write and that 's and you 're around other writers and When I would go to there, I would be very productive too and you 're not allowed to talk you 're not allowed to have cell phones, but you know when you 're there that you 're there to write you know what i mean that 's the focus you 're not there to Turn the TV on, or you know, start mm. the internet, or anything. And that is my problem. Uh, where you know, with, with working at home, is that I'm very easily distracted. So you know, really? I'll right. you know, I'll organize my desk, or I'll I'll you know, I'll go online, or I'll click the TV on, or I'll go into the kitchen and all that stuff. And you know, maybe maybe go take a nap or whatever. So the, the, my thing is, I have to be in an area where um, I'm I'm, not, I'm forcing myself to to write. That's yeah, no, I'm just looking you know, at of the time reasons, on
1: this thing. I'm getting upset here. One of the
3: reasons I they never apply for like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Fran. I was just going to add to what the Dick was saying. One of no, the reasons it's... I never applied for like Yaddo is because you have to be quiet for eight hours per day while you're, okay. you know, everybody's doing their their thing or whatever. And like, I, I can't do that. I just can't do it. I'd be like... People would be like, who's that person cracking a beer next door? Yeah. <laughs> you know, or... or I just I just couldn't be I I
1: couldn't do it that way. I I ride in the bathroom. I lock the door. <laughs> I,
3: I, I
1: swear. I, yeah, because my my sister died. drove me crazy. Yeah, I I, I I hide so that nobody bothers me. I'm just getting upset because I'm looking at the time, and I don't know. Somehow I, just, I put it out hour, two hours, and it just says one and 22-something. I don't know. It's going to last very long, uh, on oh, no, a whole hour. Oh, well, what can I do? I mean, so, I,
0: well, let, let me let me that ask that you, happened? Charles and Vincent, wait, wait, a question. So wait. here's another thing we didn't talk about, which is uh, writing, yeah. um, like, on a plane or train. Do you, do you guys do that? I know some authors do, some can't. <laughs>
3: Unless I have to,
0: I, I don't.
3: Yeah, Unless I, I, I have I, to, I, I don't. I can write... Um,
2: uh, I can I can think of ideas and jot them down, uh, right. you know, in a, on a plane or or being outside. I have a pretty good memory, and um, if it's a really good idea, mm-hmm. I'll probably uh, remember it. But does, does that mean that you guys are tied to the hip to your laptops? In other words, wherever you go, you
0: mm-hmm. well now got now we're into another now we're into the second part of the topic, Charles, because I don't write on my okay. laptop. I write it out longhand. So. Right. Well,
2: that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see, it, I could never write it longhand because to me it's actually physically painful to write too much. Right. So, um, so even before, you know, uh, we're probably talking about some of these people who were born after a certain day, uh, year, don't even realize that there were typewriters before. Mm. <laughs> and before there were <laughs> electric typewriters, there were actual right. typewriters. And so right. in, in those days, you were, you were pretty much, unless you were writing by hand, you you had to write at home because you weren't going to be, uh, you know, around a typewriter. Uh, so it's an interesting, um, you know, history of, of that kind of thing. I remember I did a story once for the New York Times. Uh, it was uh, the book review. It was an essay on what writers do when they finish a book. And I could talk to any writer I wanted to, anyone I admired and some that I didn't. And I called up Joyce Carol Oates because – uh, who, who would better know or have a routine after they uh, finish a book than Joyce Carol Oates? Because mm-hmm. it appears, you know, she, you you put her to shame, Vince. But but she does a lot of right. she writes a lot of books and short stories. So I called right. her up, and for the first ten minutes, she just gotten a computer, uh, actually a mm-hmm. word processor back then is what they were they were called. And again, we're not talking about the forties, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and and I. And for 10 minutes, she tried to talk me into getting a word processor, how much easier it was to, um, to write. And, and so my thought was, oh, my God, this woman was dangerous in terms of output before a computer. Uh, and right. and, that, and just to, um, to finish the story, when I asked her, what do you do when you, how do you feel, what do you do when you finish a book? Her yeah. answer was, I go into the other room and write poetry. So... <laughs> Yep. She's sort of your ancestor, I think, Vincent, in, in terms of um, yeah. getting stuff down.
0: Well, the, oh, the one sure. I always thought about that was uh, Stephen King said something sort of similar. You know, the, the, he talked about his exhaustion at the end of writing a novel, and uh, and he couldn't start another novel, so he would write like a short story or a novella sort of to come down mm. from the novel, <laughs> you know. So I, I'm not no. that compulsive, and I don't know. Uh, Vincent might be. I, I know Charles isn't, so, you know.
2: Um, you know the other thing. Yeah. Uh, the
0: other
2: thing. Uh, I, I I finished a conversation with her when when she told me she said you know I have a friend um, I won't tell you his name uh, and then she did of course Richard Ford um, who when he finishes a, a book he goes into the uh, into the woods and kills small animals so uh, but I. <laughs> I did call up Ford and and didn't say anything about Joyce Carol And I mm-hmm. said, "Well, how do you feel? What do you do?" He said, "Oh, I go hunting after I uh, finish a book."
0: Yeah. Well, there you, you know, I mean, that, that, it, that's an inter- it's a really interesting uh, thought, Charles, because mm-hmm. uh, I just finished a book on. Uh, Monday that I, you know, submitted to a publisher, and, you know, there's certainly there's that feeling of, oh, you know, wow, it's done, Um, but there is, it is a kind of like a, you know, I don't know, postpartum depression or whatever, there is that feeling of, well, wait a minute, I've been, every day I have been focusing on this for several months now and I think about it you know uh, you think about it when you when I'm going to sleep I, w- I think about it when I wake up and now it's gone now there's going to be a lot more coming there's going to be edits all that stuff but it is a it is a difficult um, I, I find it is a, a difficult moment and it kind of kind of just jars your routine because um, Again, I can't speak for the two of you, but when I'm writing and when I'm certainly closing in on a book, I mean, I am I am writing every day, and I'm focused on it every day. And, and suddenly, that's gone, and that's that's not easy sometimes.
1: Yeah. yeah I, but I, Don't you come up with the I, next one? Don't you come
0: up with the next
1: book? I mean, I have a trouble just writing a book review sometimes.
0: It, it in my is. Head. But it's hard to start over, you know, Fran, In other words, and yeah, that's what I'm doing. But it's like, it's like. Uh, it, it's it's hard to 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 just switch gears, and it, even for me, you know. So if I'm writing a book uh, as Dana Perry, which is a thriller, which is a little different kind mm-hmm. of book, and then suddenly I'm suddenly I'm going to oh I've got to get back to Claire Carlson. I, it, it, there's an adjustment. You have to get your your mm-hmm. your head into the right space. You got to be thinking like the person and. Uh, uh, it's it's uh, it, it's an interesting concept. And, you know, if you're writing books, like, on inspiration, like, well, you know, when I feel inspired, I'll write a book. That's different. But if you're – and I know Vincent does this. If you're, like, under yeah. – I am at the moment, too. If you're under contract and you have books that you have to produce, um, right. it's uh, it's different. Yeah, I, I, the, and, and the only thing that um, sometimes –
3: and
0: Charlie and Dick, you
3: guys probably do this, and you two friends – You'll, you'll go back to a book you've written before, and you'll kind of look at it, and you'll be like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can do this again. Yeah. But, but yeah. Somehow, 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 like, I always make sure when I finish a story, like, like, just like when my dad is a construction worker, when he finished a job, he w- immediately went on to another job. And I think I learned mm-hmm. that from him. But uh, as soon I just, as I uh, finish one story, I begin another. Uh, I, have I do that with that, my
1: book reviews, though. Once, I, I read uh, five books over the weekend, by the way. No, seriously, wow, that's probably why my eyes are bothering I, me. I, I
2: and be, I just keep going. I, I actually have I a theory about Vincent
1: are
2: that. are amazing. And, and yeah, I, I actually have a theory about that, and, it, and it's, it's just maybe just me. But um, if I, I always start another book within a week or so after finishing right. one, and, and I realize why for me is mm. that's who I am. That's my identity, writer, mm-hmm. uh, and to myself. And so if I'm not writing, then who am I and what am right. I? Right. Yeah. So yeah. my suggestion to I anyone mean. who ever asks is, uh, and, and you guys know the process. I mean, as you pointed out, Dick, you can finish a book and it won't come out for a year, year and a half. My right. advice is always start something else right away. Uh, because mm-hmm. the tendency of some people is, I've got to see what's going to happen with the one I wrote. I've got to see if, a, if an is going to like it and whether it's going to get published. And as I said, for me, as, as a writer, identity of a writer, I have to be writing. And I don't mean physically writing, but I have to have some
0: project in mind that I started, even if I don't go back to it for weeks yeah that's mm-hmm. that's that's exactly right charles and and you know i've i've done that all my life and you know when i uh you know i think we you and i have talked about this but so i wrote seven novels i think in the 80s and 90s that i got published and then uh i think after the late 90s i didn't have any books until 2014 when i started writing it. and during that time i was a media executive i was at nbc i was at the daily news and uh so when my book started coming out you know people at me media media were like, oh you know so you you left the media and you started writing and my answer was no i never stopped writing i was writing all those years uh they weren't but, getting published but i was writing books you know i have like stacks of things that i was writing because it it, it is it's like it's like a part of uh, it's a part of your identity and and uh, whether you're writing it to be published or you're writing it for yourself you're still writing and um i think i think most of us are like that
1: let me interrupt for one second. That for some reason the time on this thing is messed up. I just hope it doesn't go off in 13 minutes. It has one and 13, one hour, but I'm not sure. Blog Talk screwed up today, so I'm not sure if this is going to go off. And if it does, I'll just reschedule this to do it again. I I I don't even know anymore. Yeah, i uh, to You're fix
2: not going to expect this to be brilliant twice, are you, friend? <laughs> <laughs> I got to bail at 10:30. I got to bail at 10:30 anyway. You were. It's hard enough
1: doing it one time or
2: coming yeah, we, close.
0: Yeah, we, we we may not even have a whole hour in us. We may only have about twenty, right. twenty-two minutes. Oh, in that, us, that's that's okay. you know. Is yeah. there
1: anything that you sure. would never write about, Vincent? Was or, or or anybody? Was there anything any any area that you would not put in your book? I mean, Vincent, I'm trying to come Many. up with a horrible <laughs> character for my next book, film, which is going to be called The Last uh, Grave. Is, is uh, there anything that room. was that you would not write about?
3: Um. I, Anything that has to do with, well, I shouldn't, I mean, I I pretty much stay away from kids, kids dying or kids, like, anything that would remind me of my own own kids, um, Uh that's pretty much, I would stay away from something like that because it would just be too emotionally wrenching. Although, the girl who wasn't Mm -hmm. there, you know, has a daughter in it and so does does the follow-up to that, but um, I pretty much avoid kids. As much as I, yeah, can. I don't blame you. Anything
0: else? Anything else that was fair game? I, I think, think I think kids and 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 also yeah. uh, animal uh, animal abuse uh, yeah. are two things that I would find. Now there's a oh, way, I suppose, oh. you could you could put it in a book you know to to in a positive way, to make it outrage, and you know I mean you know, right. but normally those are things i'll tell you you know, and this isn't really the same kind of thing, but it's something friend that you and I have talked about in previous conversations yeah. and it's sort of been on my mind because I've read a few books uh that included this i can I try not to write in my books um, political current events, and I know mm-hmm. i'm not uh, i know unfortunately or whatever i'm Not everybody feels that way because I've read a number of books by some really good authors in the last uh, uh, month or two that really get into it, whether it be the pandemic or, or, you know, Mm -hmm. politics or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, and I don't know what you guys do, uh, Charles or Vincent, but uh, to me it kind of jars me out of my fictional world. I like being in a fictional world that's, you know – Sort of safer than the real world, and so I try. Mm-hmm. I do write about celebrity stuff in my books, but mm-hmm. that's kind of mindless. Um, and you know, like like one of the things that Fran, that you and I have talked about is, you mm-hmm. know, do you include the pandemic in your books? And I've I read two books one. recently, one by one by Sarah Paretzky, and uh, mm-hmm. and also the Michael Conley, the latest Michael Conley book, and the pandemic plays a huge role in them. And, you know, and it's constantly being mentioned. And I for whatever reason i i would not want i i i have not done that in my books and i avoid
1: it Agree. great
0: the last totally five agree.
1: books that i've read have to do with um abuse uh, sexual abuse of uh, prostitutes and why nobody did anything about it why the police ignored it or just um sexual human tra- trafficking they're writing that and a couple of people are writing things which are really weird um what happens when somebody has memories and they don't know who they are, but their memories are coming, and they don't know why. It's just sort of like the same. So you guys write stuff that at least I'm, I'm going to want to read different, that is different. But Vincent, yeah. how do you decide, when, you, when you're in another country, how do you decide, where, Do you ever include, the, uh, like, would you write a book with Turkey in it or anything else like that?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole reason I went to Turkey was to get information on a, a new Chase Baker book. So, um, in fact, Mm. I started it yesterday, and it it takes place. The first scene is in a cafe on the Bosporus. So, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, I, I, you know, not only are the research trips a write-off, but you know, I can work during them, and also uh, it gives me the sight, sound, smell, taste of that particular area that I wouldn't get otherwise if I just googled it. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Marsha wanted to start a show, Dick, on current events. And, I, I, you know, there are certain current events I don't want to talk about. That's she wanted to talk about, you know, what's happening in the news.
3: Would you do that? Oh, right. Like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm like up for that.
0: You know, like a Joe Rogan style show? Sure. But that's not like writing a grant. I mean, it's one thing to talk about it. I mean, we can talk through it here. But I just say in a a book that I'm writing, I try to uh, avoid avoid that as much as I can, uh, for a couple reasons. You know, one of which I like, I'm more comfortable doing it. Also, you you do because the you know, everybody is so divided, um, not everybody mm-hmm. is going to agree with you. And you, you basically have a situation right. yeah. in which you're writing something where 50% of your audience is going to be pissed at you and 50% of your audience <laughs> already agrees <laughs> with you. And uh, right. it, it it gets, uh, I don't know, it doesn't seem, it's not something I'm comfortable doing. Right, the well, the only thing got him, I just I got a book un-politic. that I turned
1: down. It was based on Israel and Palestine. And I told the author, your book is very well documented and it's very well researched and I'm not going to review it because I don't like your point of view.
3: That's a huge macro event, though. But I was uh, just going to say, like, the only thing I've put in books recently is, um, you know, if if I have one of my private detectives conversing with the chief homicide detective in Albany, every now and then they'll say, like, well, we don't have the resources because of the defund the police thing. You know, right. it, it almost it almost has to come out because they're like, since we're depleted on resources, we need to hire you Dick moonlight to help us with this. So that's about as close as I come.
2: For me, mm. it's sound really strange is that reality limits my um, imagination, and so and what I mean by that is if I know the place too well, uh, I'm I'm much more kind of constrained about writing. So I, I rarely, I have a hard time writing about New York City. Um, I, never, I never put myself in, in the books. And yes, I would check to make sure that it's not off the wall what I'm, you know, if I'm at a place. But I, I, use, uh, I use Maps. I use Google. I talk to friends mm-hmm. who've been other places. And so for so, me, it, it's easier to, mm. to write about things I don't know and then learn about, rather than things I do. But I know that's very different from other people, and I, I think most writers do what, mm-hmm. what you did. I mean, my friend Matt Goldman um, mm-hmm. was writing about uh, an area of South Carolina where he grew up, and he had to take a trip there um, to, to make sure of, of certain things. That's, I would never yeah. do that. I would take the trip, but if I'm going, uh, I can find out what I need um, just through uh, other sources. Uh, And I know I'm an outlier Mm -hmm. there, too, because, you know, there's that old song, Write What You Know. Mm -hmm. And and my feeling, and I wrote an essay about this once, is, no, write what you don't know. um, Because Mm -hmm. it just seems pressure for me, and, and this is very personal,
0: you, see, you and, I, you and I are opposite on this, Charles. We agree on a lot of things, but we're opposite on some things because I feel that uh, you can't uh, necessarily get everything you want by going online. And I, I'm, I'm of the belief, like, like I guess Matt would have done, which is I try not to write of any place that I haven't physically been. And I, I know that when I was writing uh, The Kennedy Connection, which was about, you know, obviously involved the uh, Kennedy assassination, and uh, uh, I went to New Orleans probably for voucher kind of camera remember I think when we were there but I remember uh, going to a specific site where Lee Harvey Oswald had been handing out pamphlets and everything Mm. and I had googled it and checked it out and everything it had all seemed to make sense and then when I got to the site it wasn't there the building had been torn down but that wasn't I mean Uh you know I probably could have found that online but all the stuff I'd seen online didn't say that Um, so I'm always comfortable uh, going, uh, going places. What I tend to do a lot, and it sounds like some of what Vincent does. When I travel, I will will put some of that, a lot of that, in my book. So, like if we go to, uh, if I go to, uh, you know, uh, Dallas, which we were like the last conference I was at, uh, I'll have something about Dallas. My character might go to Dallas, but I, I'm just not comfortable writing about something that I haven't personally experienced because I'm always afraid I'm going to get it wrong.
2: Um, for me they're there and I respect that point of view and uh, again I'm, i 'm in a way minority here um, I, I don't if i if let 's say your example and the building's no longer there mm-hmm. i don 't mm-hmm. really care I mean if it was there at one point or there was a similar mm-hmm. uh, uh, building there, so what yes, your readers who live there are going to you know call you on it, so that 's why I try to be as as accurate as I can but Again, for me, it's a a matter of imagination. My imagination runs much freer um, if I don't know it. Um, But the other thing I just wanted to add is for the listeners, to me, there's no right or wrong way. It's the way that works Mm -hmm. for you. Uh, so it's right. really good that, that we have differences of, of opinion here because um if everyone agreed about everything, I don't know what the, the listener would would learn uh, about writing or anything right. else. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> right.
0: And and you know, Charles. I have you enough bring trouble writing point.
1: writing Charles. You taught me dialogue last time. I, I, I still haven't gotten it down to a science. My hardest thing is to figure out I can write scenery really well, scary stuff like that. But when it comes to putting a person or doing something there, the character, I go like, Huh? That's uh, I, the fun
0: I, part, I That's the fun writing, part, Brand, writing the dialogue, you know. I'm
1: I'm terrible. I mean I could well, you know, Charles,
0: the, the, getting back to what you just said, I think that um one of the things too, and that, again, there's no right or mm-hmm. wrong way in this is, is uh Are you writing fiction, or are you taking real facts and putting them in your novel? Mm -hmm. Meaning, for instance, and, and it can involve, I do this with towns, I do it with restaurants, you can do it with newspapers, you know. Are you? Am I writing a story about New York City and the New York Daily News and where it's located and all that, or am I writing a story about I don't know the New York uh, Bugle, which is a fictional paper? Am I have my character in a town that uh, doesn't really exist, but I've created a town for it,
1: um, or am I? Ones. Or am
0: I doing a real town? And I've done both, and you can do both very, very well. Um, but it just—it's just—it's just a different approach. So if the whole thing is fictional. Then you can do whatever you want. But once you start, uh, and, and unfortunately, this is where you can you can get yourself in traps. When I started writing the Gil Malloy novels, I did. He was a reporter at the New York Daily News, and then that. In that time, the New York Daily News was a thriving, you know, relatively thriving newspaper. By the time I finished the series, the Daily News was teetering on the edge of going out of business, and I'm sort of stuck with this guy working at a paper that I, you know, rather than a fictional paper. So um, real life things sometimes can can trap you like that.
3: Mm. Well, you just have to get a new gig.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I never I, – I wound up doing a different series, so I never got to that point. But I, I remember thinking to myself, like, like I wish I had put them in a fictional paper, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I just hope this thing doesn't go off in one minute. I don't know. My, my time is, like, crazy. So, Dick, is there anything, anything in your book that Claire would not want to handle? Uh, when Charles you, – uh, you're Peter Fortunato. I have a whole bunch of people that told me they want to read it. No, seriously? And, Vincent, when am I getting something really scary to read? I hope this doesn't go uh, on mo- 57 seconds. I don't think it's going to. Would have said it, but who knows with yeah. this timer. Moonlight runs. Uh,
0: it. Moonlight runs. I
3: just handed in the edit, so that should be out in a month or two, and that will be coming your way.
1: Uh, something's got to come my way. No, no, Moonlight, it, out...
3: Moonlight gets schooled. I'm sorry, Moonlight gets schooled.
1: Thank God. Because Moonlight I runs guess, a I got month after a... that. I've gotten some really interesting books, interesting, mm-hmm. and I've gotten some like, <laughs> why am I reading this? No, Alan Topol's book, the Chinese Agent, is good. The problem is, is I don't know if you're having a problem with this like I am. The post office isn't bringing them. Um, oh, I have got. Yeah, I've got, yeah, I've got thank God yours is in October, Dick. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my uh, next one's in October, yeah,
0: well, I, I Fran, have. Fran, we we need we need to, we need to convince know. you to read digital books, Fran. We really do. You know, because okay. you know, yeah, I can't
1: read on my computer because of my face. Oh, good, this is good. My well, computer, on your phone. I, yeah, I, I I I can't read anything on my computer or digital or anything because of whatever. I can't say it on the air, so it has to be print. As a matter of fact, I was totally. This is an honor. No, seriously, um, I received in the mail. A book that was printed out and bound by Catherine Coulter, Reckless. And they asked me if I would review it and I was like, Are you kidding? Of course I will. Um, I really can't. I love print. It's just something that I've been doing since I'm doing, <sighs> since I'm reading. I underline, I circle, I destroy. And that's why after I read any one of your books I could read it back to you, tell it back to you from cover to cover. It's scary. Yeah, it makes sense. So So I, I, I write it I write in my head No I'm serious I'll have your book review In my head And then I'll put it On my notepad And then I pray That it doesn't disappear On my, on my computer But is there any ever, ever an area This is a question I've never asked Do you ever start Writing a novel Somewhere Or out of nowhere You realize I have to do this over It doesn't make sense It's not right Or you can't write there Did it ever happen Where you just started Something and say No this is not right I've got to do it over again It when, when I was young When I was
3: young that would happen but
1: doesn't happen anymore. Well you're not old yet either so Uh, I'm I'm in the
0: middle. I think for me uh, Fran what 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 especially if you're starting a new character and I've started Mm -hmm. a few new characters and I know Charles is you know has done different things beside the series and obviously Vincent does a lot. With me it's I'll start writing a character and the character isn't working, you know, and and that it's not so much the story. Uh, because I'm one of these people that believe the character is more important than the story. Like, if I have a great character, mm. I'll read the book no matter what. If I have a good story, right. a bad character. And um, mm. so when I'm starting a character, I'll sometimes think, you know, this character's not working. And, and there's a balance, because most mm. characters, you know, the most important part of a character is the flaws. You know, you've got you've to mm. have got have – you've got to get the flaws in the character right, because that's what makes the character. Charles, you know yeah. – our friend uh, Reed Farrell Coleman has talked about this, you know, a lot. I've, you know, I've been on panels with him, and and I always loved it because it's like, it's like there's nothing more important than than the flaws in your character, um, so that the, the that the reader cares about the character, but the reader isn't looking at this as a perfect person. He, you know, you see all these mm-hmm. things that are wrong. So, not getting that right is where I will sometimes stop and say, you know, this isn't mm. working. I have to. I have to change it and it can be something really simple. I've told this story a number of times, but really quickly when I started writing the Gil Malloy series, I had him called Joe Malloy, mm-hmm. and I didn't particularly like the character and I changed his name to mm-hmm. Gil Malloy, and suddenly the character like came alive for me. You know, mm-hmm. it's well, cool. your mindset of what you see the character uh, that to, to me, that's the part that you, you, you got to make sure you get it right. Right.
3: I agree.
2: Yeah. Besides, you know, my, my characters have flaws. But I don't, as a human being. <laughs> so so it, it, it sort of you know. limits that. I have, I have to imagine yeah. what flaws a character might have.
1: <laughs> well, then you have to look up the word flaws in, in the dictionary like I do. Like perfection. My mother believed in perfection, and I'm still waiting to see if I can live up to that word. <laughs> it was like no oh mistakes in. Yeah, I did. For real, for real. If I didn't get 100 on a test, I'd write it over. 99 or 98 was not good enough for her. Seriously. <laughs> So uh, obviously, hey, Frank, when Frank, I, speak, speaking of
3: mothers, Frank, speaking of mothers, I got to bow out because I got to go pick up my mother I know, and I, I remember. take her to the doctor. Listen, thank it was great guys. talking thank to all you guys, God as and always. Have good, a great weekend. get uh, back safely. Thank you. and I'm looking forward to the next one, guys. Thanks, Fran.
1: Yeah, say hi to mom for us. Tell her to get better. I will.
0: I will. Bye-bye. Uh, you know, now that Vincent is gone, I just want to say, and I don't know if Charles, if you followed this, but <laughs> I have to say that if, there down. was nothing more impressive than watching his travel log on it, because I followed on yeah, Facebook. I know. It's amazing. I mean, he has – no, this is good stuff about him. He is, he is like – he was posting on Facebook, like, these pictures of him doing this stuff. He's talking about traveling 500 miles a day through Turkey, and mm-hmm. he's writing at the same time. It's pretty amazing.
1: It is pretty amazing. the only thing I told him is that when you go to a foreign country, I did this to my nephews and my nieces. just make sure you post pictures of yourself because you want to make sure you're okay
0: Not yeah, really there he does he did he did a lot of them and I think we I was on a show with him i don't know if it was with you or Marcia, right before he left, and he was talking about uh heading for turkey and uh, you know and this was yeah. uh, you know it, you know it's a scary time, so I think uh, it was but he, he clearly um, he clearly you know the, Gets a lot out of the trip, both personally and for his writing. So I don't know how he sits
1: and yeah. writes so much every all day long. I have enough trouble, like yeah. I said, writing a book review. And yeah, I have um, Brian Freeman's book in my head. I have, I'm halfway through it, and the book is in my head. And if I don't write it in my head first and put it on my notepad, then I can't do it. It's like really weird. And I can I can tell you the book verbatim, but it's like. Then I'll forget it five minutes later after I write it, but that's okay. So did you um, – Vince, not Vincent, Charles, how did you decide to create um, this particular character, Peter? And how do you create these characters that break the law, They have a personality all of their own?
3: Um,
2: I, I can't even answer that. I just – it just <laughs> You know, just it. it's not like I write – you know, you're, you're earlier and um, – you know, there's this two camps about writing. Uh, the, you know, whether, it's, whether you plot it out or you don't, um, I, I never do. And so um, it's a little different answer for me. But to get back to that photo thing, it, it, it does tell you whether someone's all right, I guess, unless they've got a, a guy who's got a, a face covering and a machete to your neck. And yeah,
0: that's they, not, those <laughs> are not the kind of
2: photos that didn't make sure that the person is all
0: right. Yeah, that's that's why Charles and I stay in the New York City metropolitan area. Most exactly, of the time. Yeah. exactly.
1: Well, Dick, are you keeping that ca- new character? I won't say who it is. Are you keeping that new one that I don't like? In, uh, it's it's the the, the, the Abby, new one Abby. Oh, you and the Dana her?
0: Perry. No, no. Um, so that's Abby. Well, I. I, I hope no, you like is, reading. Her, even is, if
1: you don't this
0: like is her, is Abby, a Abby Pierce. One. Abby Pierce is uh, was a detective. I wrote two thrillers on under the my pen name of Dana Perry, uh, and she was a, it is a detective uh, on Martha's Vineyard. Um, I'm currently writing a three part series that won't be out until mm. 2023 uh, oh, about gosh. a new about a new woman character who's an FBI agent and. uh This is it's an interesting publishing place. This is um, comes out from bookature, which is a a big uh, company in England, which is actually I think owned by Hachette here, but they they have this thing where they're going to put out three thrillers uh, Back to back over the summer of 2023 so I'm going to have a book come out in June a book come out in July and a book come out in August the idea being that you know when you read a book that you kinda of want to read the next one quickly. And uh so I I've I've written one of them and I have two more to go and uh, so it'll be a different character. But the Claire Carlson character is consistent and uh there's a uh, the Claire Carlson will be out in October and then I'm just started writing a new Claire Carlson that'll be out in twenty twenty four I guess. So that's no that's, I'm talking that's about where Endicott. I'm at I don't yeah.
1: like I'm talking about her new boss. I don't. Oh, the
0: boss! Oh no, no, no! She's in it. Yeah. Well, you gotta have people you don't like. That's the thing. Yeah. I really don't
1: like her, and I hope Claire smashes her one of these days. Or she did. Well,
0: she. I like the fact that she stands
1: up for herself.
0: Yeah, but you gotta have. Yeah, you know, you gotta have uh, confrontational uh, things. You know, you gotta hate the, you know, hate the boss and all that stuff. So, oh, I thought you were talking about one of my actual. Primary character. Mm-hmm. No. Well, Susan Endicott is clearly ri- she's the boss of Claire. She is clearly written to be annoying, you know, and she annoys oh, Claire. Oh, worse than that. So if she's annoying you. Then I think I've done my my do- my job well.
1: That's what. That's what. It's funny. I interviewed. I don't know if you know Jeffrey Wells. And the drowning bag, and it was really interesting, except my phone decided it was gonna fall down. I almost got disconnected he- he he writes about all sorts like all sorts of stuff like that also, and you know um ecological stuff and all like that i I'm just reading the most the most amazing things, but you guys read stuff that I just sit down and I get eye strained because I just read it in five minutes, and I can't put it down That's which good. which which is great. Oh, Marsha's Marsha's on the line. She's listening, everybody. Well, you're talking hey, about you're talking about Ozark. You're talking yeah, Marsha. I'm show. going to What's be up? on a
0: show. I'm going to be on a show uh, soon with Marsha, yes. and we're talking about Ozark, which is now that's an interesting show from a writer's point of view because you have oh, the most nice. unlikable people in the world in Ozark. They're horrible people, and yet you sort of care about them, and that that's a tricky thing to pull off. Sort of like the uh, Sopranos used to be.
1: Well, Charles, she's just texted me to say that she's going to contact you because she never had you on. So watch <laughs> out. Uh huh. Okay. You I'll never know. Which...
2: You. <laughs> I'll still be loyal to you because I know you made me and you can break me.
0: So <laughs> That's don't worry. True. That's what
1: they told me. Yeah, but I, I've I I've, had the,
0: to the, I've been on a show with Fran and Marcia both, which is really amazing. There you go.
1: <laughs> we 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 try. We try so hard. So one more question. Um, some I, I don't know. When you write, dear God, Charles, uh, I had my mother, she in she my life. What can I say? My sister had a word processor. She had a computer. Because my sister was, um, she ran an orthopedic office before she died mysteriously. So my mother got me a typewriter, even though they had electric typewriters. She, I had to type on a royal type, rather the ones that you have to actually push a thing and use the correct type. What was the most difficult thing you ever had to use to type? I never had a computer until I went to Manhattan College, and the professors there said, We're going to let you use ours <laughs> when I went from my fourth master's and they said, okay, you know we you can it's about time you learn to use a computer. Thank God for that, but what was the most difficult thing you've ever had to type on I can't I don't write. If I don't, if if you want me to, if you want to understand what I'm saying, I have to type it. But, but did you ever type one on an old fashioned typewriter?
2: Of course, and um, yeah. the best class I ever took, and, and it, it probably made my career, was at 12 years old. I took a typing class
1: in junior yes. um, high,
2: yeah. so yes. physically so much easier for me. But I, but uh, yes, I was using a regular typewriter, and the problem for me was that. I needed the, the the page to look perfect. I, I don't mean yeah. read perfect, but look perfect. So in those days, you'd either white out or or strike uh-huh. out with. An, so if I wrote a page and I had any of those things, I had to write the page over again. And I'm not OCD by any means, but I had to have it look perfect. Uh, you know, again, mm-hmm. I, I stress. I just with no type and so that, that you know there were a lot of stops and goes then um but you know at the time and i'm sure dick did, did too because he had to use a typewriter of course mm-hmm. you don't yes. think about those things that's you know for me a typewriter was one step up from writing longhand which i hated to do so well, it's well you know in terms,
0: go ahead Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Dick. No, I was just going to say, you know, my experience with it, and I think we talked about this once on another show, Charles, is exactly the same as yours. When I was a sophomore in high school, so was a, I was guess a year or two older than you, but I was a sophomore in high school, and uh, we had the option of taking an extra course instead of a study hall. And I said, oh, you know, I'm going to take a typing course and learn how to type. And it, 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 it again, <laughs> my entire life is different because... A, you know, newspaper people peck in there, you know, and I've always been able to type. But the biggest thing is it saved my life when I was in the – I got drafted. I went to Vietnam, and I could have been out in the jungle, you know, walking around with an M-16, but because I could type, uh, when I got there and they saw I could type, they said, oh, we're going to put you in this office. So I got, like, a really great job in an office all because I knew how to type. And once you learn how to type, it's Mm -hmm. one of those things. I'm sometimes amazed that I still like cuz I you know if you ask me what the, where are the letters on our keyboard I have no idea but I can type and I can type fast and when I when I had typewriters uh, it was the same as Charles said like I would type fast but I would make mistakes and you'd have white out and all that and with a computer it you know, you just type as fast as you want and you make the, uh, and you make the fixes. I also, uh, I don't know when you started. I also went to one of the very first, I think my first computer, which wasn't really a computer, it was more like a processor, but it was technically a computer. I got it in 1982. And, uh, we were, uh, you know, it just, uh, with the post, uh, the New York post had gone to computers, I think in the late seventies, but this was the first, you know, like the personal computers for your, for your house. And, um, Changed my life, you know, I mean I suddenly could do everything And I I can't imagine using a typewriter ever again
1: I I took typing in high school, never mind when And the typing teacher said because I was an academic student Taking typing, I loved it He couldn't give me the typing award because I was the most talented typist in in the class But as far as using a computer, when I got married That's when I got my computer, 25 years ago
0: that, well, I'll tell you one one little, but weird, and and I don't know, I don't know. I think probably everybody uses WordPresses now, but um, I went to college, and one of my best friends in college was uh, Joe estherhouse who went on to become a famous, famous mm. Hollywood screenwriter. Did Basic Instinct and a lot of other huge movies, and uh, he uh, refused to use a computer. He wrote all his movie scripts on a uh, like an old Royal typewriter or something, and that was the only way he could write. So. Everybody's different, uh, but for me, the uh, the computer writing is just yeah, it's just I can't imagine. It's kind of hard to believe, uh, you know, back in the days. And and Charles, you're old enough, I'm sure you, you too, but that I used to write news stories, you know, on a typewriter. And you know, it, it's, it's I don't know that I could w- could even do that now. Yeah, I love so My loved mother that. made me write everything.
1: The... I had to print it out, and then I had to write it over if it wasn't perfect. Then if, then if I was lucky, she would let me. Use the typewriter, but I had to. had to write. I had to write everything in hand, uh, longhand. But when I broke my finger when I was thirteen, that's when I got lucky. And I said, Do I still have to do that? Yep, still had to write. To well, this day, it, it, I I can't stand writing anything. I, I have to type. Not, not well, no no more writing.
0: I don't know what uh, the rest of you do, but I mean, I'm still old school, and I've talked about this little line. I'm still old school, mm. and I still like the hard copy. So even though I have everything on my computer and even though you know i back it up on a on a flash drive and everything i still mm. like if i have a book i print it out you know which takes a tremendous amount of paper yeah. and ink and all that but i always have like a i like to have hard copy too um and i i don't know that i need it but um i i, I almost always have a have a, have a like an old-fashioned printed out copy as well as everything i've got on the computer
1: But doesn't that take a while? I I, I print stuff out, like, you know, if I have a book, I send it to my friends at FedEx, and I call them, and I go, could you just do my project? And they do it in an hour, and they print it out. Of course, it costs me, but it's better than me having to do it. Yeah, it takes a long time. I mean, it's
0: it's laborious, yeah, and it it costs – you wind up having to change your – things on your printer, you have paper, all that stuff, but again, I... I look, we all have ways of doing stuff, and I, yeah. I'm sure there are people that never print anything out, but I print I print <laughs> out everything, so...
1: Yeah, I print out my book reviews just to make sure I don't have any typos. It seems that when I use Grammarly and when I use my spell check and I correct it, it doesn't... it, it uncorrects it. It's really scary.
0: So, and, so what I have, and I don't know, Charles, if you... I I mean, I I tend to be like a pack rat in terms of my writing, not in other stuff. Mm -hmm. But I I hate to throw anything away because I'm always kind of like, well, I might want that for something or I might want that to, you know, it's an idea for something. So I have like stacks Mm -hmm. of stuff. And I have have stuff that... that's not on a computer Mm. that I wrote on a typewriter like in 1979 and I still have Mm. it you know like someplace you know and I'll look at it and I'll go oh my god I wrote this on a typewriter and then you have to hold on to it because you realize there's no other copy of it you know there's no that's it what you got is what you wrote on the uh, wrote on the uh, wrote on the typewriter and that that's the other good thing about obviously computer is like the, the minute like you send like if I send my book to my agent or I send it to a publisher the minute I don't do that, I have a I have a copy of it online. So I mean, if somehow something went wrong, I've already got a copy of it. Um, that that wasn't the day with the typewriters. And and you know I wasn't that long ago. I remember you know sending you know fed, you know FedExing a manuscript, a full manuscript in paper to 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 an agent or a publisher. You know, and and going and getting copied. And I mean that was a pain.
1: The only thing I had a problem with is when I changed my computer when Jeff finally bought me my computer, all of my emails and my stuff from my other computer died. I can't find them it's It's really amazing, so I had a whole bunch of book reviews and stuff, and I thought they were on his computer, and I had to do them over they They weren't there, and of course, like I said, sometimes they just disappear. So where can everybody find out about everybody and what's coming out next, Charles, and when am I getting it? <laughs>
0: Well, <laughs> like I have to book, keep busy, but, people. You know? <laughs>
2: um, I, I try to hide, but people keep finding me. So I there's, know, so um, sad. Yeah, so this the, the website and all that. Um, the next thing I have out is um, I have a short story in a collection uh, out in June. Oh, nice. and it's, called, it's called Lawyers, Guns, and Money, and all the stories are um inspired by or based on Warren Zevon songs. Great songs. And song, the one man. I chose wow. yeah, the one I chose was Excitable Boy. Ah, so uh-huh.
0: next.
1: That sounds interesting. And do you have, what else do you have coming out?
0: And Charles you have a, you have another book thing tomorrow night, don't you? Or next week? That's right? what I'm saying, yeah. Next week at uh the Strand up here on Tuesday. Yeah, night. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I missed the when I knew you had one and I know you've got one coming up We'll have to talk about it But uh, uh, I have nothing now I'm I'm working uh, Like I say My next book out Will be uh, A book called It's News to Me By a Claire Carlson book That'll be out in October There will be a paperback version Of Beyond the Headlines My book from last year mm. With Claire that, That's coming out The paperback's coming out In August I believe And uh, and then yeah And I'm working on A new series That uh, under My name of Dana Perry That'll be out in 2023 But um, those Those uh, I'm only. I've written one of three books, and they'll, they'll all come out. So right now, I'm I'm basically waiting. And and the one thing I um, mm. I'm hoping. Uh, to be able finally to, you know, go to a couple of conferences. Uh, are either of you going to Thriller Fest at all? Because I know I've signed up for that.
2: Um, I, I never go because, well, I went once. Um, it, it's not a very re- rewarding, and I don't mean rewarding in the sense of selling books or anything like that. Right. Uh, you know, maybe it's because it's my hometown, um, and it's just, um, I, I don't know, I tend to get lost in those things. So the Yeah, it's, one
0: it's, there's it, a lot of big names there, really big names, you know.
1: You're not worried about getting any problem. I was Kim asked me if I wanted to come. And with what's going on in the world, I'm afraid to go there. I just don't know how safe it is because they yeah. said there's nothing as far as, you know, the vaccine or something. They don't really care. So that's what worries me. I said I I was going to yeah. come and I'm saying now yeah, maybe I better not. Well,
0: it's it's all, you know, I think with all these things, it's uh um, yeah, I worry. like I I know I know Charles you had an in-person book party. I've not gone to any of these yet. I'm I'm sort mm. of hoping by June that things will have been uh you know that we'll have a better picture, but I'm certainly prepared not to go if uh you know like 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 last year where you know everybody had to pull out um but uh um I did get my second booster, so I feel like I'm trying to protect myself as best we can. And uh, as you know, Fran, because we've exchanged notes, the second booster wasn't fun, but I got it, and uh, so I'm feeling at least feeling better about that. Did you have?
1: My doctor told me not to get it because he said the anti my antibodies are like the highest. But I know that Moderna is supposed to come out with one, and. I got really sick from the first three, so if I get it, I have to do it when I don't have any reviews or any book, any, any interviews because I feel I'm. I i do not even want to know. They said to wait till Moderna comes out with another one in June uh, or July.
2: So hopefully, but say, but, friend, Moderna is out already. I got my second booster of Moderna. Yeah,
1: you no, know, this is another one that they're coming out with a different one.
2: A third. third
1: uh, no, they're coming I mean, out with a third, different second one. That's what they mm-hmm. said. So and the last time I, I got sick I called them and yelled at them and told them thank you very much. I uh, I actually spoke to somebody from medical whatever. I just don't believe that the second vi- uh, booster is the same as the first one. I just I don't um, know. But I will get it well, eventually. You
0: know, you know, I think I think certainly the you know, the conference is to be back. I mean, there was malice a uh, domestic uh
2: last and month left
0: and Coast.
2: I I was at Left Coast Crime and that was right, um, right. pretty well attended.
0: Yeah, so I Don't think wait. I think people are feeling like it's worth and I you know it's worth a shot and like 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 I said Charles mm. I mean you 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 had a in-person book party which not most party, people haven't I'm, had in a while you know right not a, it wasn't
2: a party but it was a mysterious it was a signing at mysterious bookshop right, right, right. I had about thirty-five people and I've already I you saw. know. Could, strand you have to rcp and i've got over 50 people from that i mean they're going to check to make sure everyone is vaccinated and you know i just think it's about and believe me i love staying home Uh, i think it's about time to um to to try to reclaim we're never going to totally reclaim um going out and doing things but but that's my attitude i mean if i get covid i get it it's going to be Generally speaking, they say it's going to be light. I know people who have gotten it after booster, and and it was maybe a day of, of of sniffles, or and I'm sure there are cases where it's more serious. But um, I just feel it's too easy for me to stay home because I like it, so I kind of force myself to do this. But I certainly respect and empathize and sympathize with anyone and I know people who are still really careful. I, I have friends who will not yeah. go to a restaurant uh, and I respect that. It's just it's for me, uh, I, I'd rather at some point I'm going to have to go out and do it so I've done it.
0: And I, and I, think I won't go into a diner
1: or something but I'll go into the pizza place that I wrote about because it's clean and there, nobody eats there. I'll just go in to pick up what I knew. Usually I'd call them and tell them the queen is coming for her soup. And they have a maid before I walk in.
2: Well, Um, I hope
1: it. The diner's too crowded. There's too many people. Nobody's wearing masks in there. When I walk into Marshalls and stuff, I wear a mask. People are not. So I, I like... I stay away from everybody. And then, of course, my super had COVID last month, so I got tested just to be on the safe side. And I know if you saw Marilyn Levinson, she got the second booster shot, and she had a malice, whatever, and the next two days later, she came down with COVID, so... I, I have no desire to be did, sick. Did she get forever. COVID
0: at Malice or before Malice? Uh,
1: after, right after. Oh, okay. She said she got it. Some of the people got it, and then she got it. And then she was taking Paxidil because I emailed her because I felt bad. You know, she she's That's much older, Fran, and I didn't want to.
2: Fran, the thing is, the vaccine does not stop you from getting. I know COVID. If I'm
1: getting it. I know.
2: Right, so it's not so unusual that people who are vaccinated are getting it, but most likely the the symptoms that you have, or if, if you have any at all, are, are more like a heavy cold at worst. So uh, people shouldn't think that I'm going to get the vaccine and I'm I'm free. Uh, no, no it's
1: definitely your not. Body has You're your not.
2: body to deal with it. So.
1: I, I know my sister-in-law got it twice, and my brother got it twice. They never told me. I found out. My nephew really got it because he refuses to get vaccinated. I told him he's not too bright. And my yeah. other nephew got, got it in, from his girlfriend. I said, thanks, Jilly. But they all, they all got it. And then my brother wanted me to come out there, and I go, I don't think so. I mean, they go <laughs> everywhere, which is fine, but I don't want to be in contact with people that are close to people that could get it. But anyway... Thank you Listen so on the
0: side, Fran. We made it through the whole hour. We didn't get cut off, you know, which is good because uh, you know as Charles happened? was saying, we we don't have it another hour It must have been an hour and thirty minutes in
1: it, you know? instead of two hours. I don't know. <laughs> Blog talk doesn't always love me all the time. And then yesterday, like I said, I was interviewing Jeffrey Wells, and my phone fell down, and it almost disconnected. And I refused to move the phone. We did great. No, but everybody, this is great. And when um, the only I, I've been thinking about some other panel to something different, and I will let you know, is that my my show is, for some reason, my show is done until the end of September. I have three every week till the end of September, and I don't know how popular I came, but whatever. I just um, put my last show in for August, and that's Iris Johansson. She wants two hours. She wants two books on the same show. Tell me about that. That's going to be tough. And Brian Freeman is the last one for September. So if anybody has anything coming out after that, let me know because that's my next date is October. But Charles and, and Dick, thank you so much. Everybody and it's Charles beautiful congrats,
0: congratulations on the new book and we should
2: uh, we congratulations.
1: should Congratulations. You gotta read Any, it, it's fantastic.
0: Anytime,
2: inside or out, Dick. Okay, thank man. thank, thank you, you so much. Bye-bye.
1: Everybody Everybody have a great day, and bye.